Welcome to another episode of Square Campus Podcast. This is Cameron Adamson in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, which is always, um, this is my second time getting to interview a brother from Alberta. Uh, the first one was uh, Brother Daryl Babbitt, but this is Worshipful Brother Chris Theron, who sits on the Education Committee, uh, past master, and is here to talk about something near and dear to the hearts of many Masons, beer and cheese. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Cam. I, I appreciate the invitation. I'll have to talk to you about, I have an interesting cheese story to go into with you uh, when I, from my time as junior warden. But, um, you know, one thing I like to do with this podcast is bring to other Masonic lodges and, and people listening, and really any group, um, you know, communicate to them some exciting initiatives that are kind of going on in the Masonic world that can be applied to other lodges. Uh, and so I came across your lodges, Beer and Cheese Night. Uh, I got the, the email, the invitation, which was super, I was super excited to get it. And I think it's a, a really great thing for a Masonic lodge to do, both for the lodge itself and for the community um, and the businesses in the community. So if you could tell me a bit about kind of that event, what's going on with it, how, you know, how it came to be. Um, and just, yeah, how, how it came to be organized. Yeah, I sure can, Cam. So how this came to be organized is our junior warden uh, obviously is, is trying to do his best in uh, interesting times to make sure that the brethren of our lodge and visitors are, are engaged and um, find time for some fellowship albeit virtually, but, uh, you know, still a chance to get together and see everybody's faces and, and share a bit of um, conversation. And in this case, uh, about beer, cheese, and some meat. So um, how it kind of came together was, and sorry, I'm fighting with a toddler on my lap here, uh, was there's a, a gentleman in the Edmonton area who started a brewery uh, in, in January, and he's doing some contract brewing. But with COVID restrictions and whatnot, wasn't able to actually get any of his own product out onto shelves and has been struggling a little bit. Now, I, I don't think that this beer and cheese night by any uh, stretch of the imagination is, is going to save him or pull him through, but it gets him out there. It gets him doing a couple more things and it puts him in front of a whole bunch of folks. So what we have is uh, Jason is, is the host's name. And what he's going to be doing is he's going to be hosting this live from uh, virtually, of course, from a, uh, a brewery in Sherwood Park, which is just east of Edmonton, kind of a bedroom community. Um, and he's going to be walking us through four different local beers. Uh, and then they're paired with some cheese and some meat. Uh, the junior warden has done an outstanding job of getting everybody kind of organized for pickups uh, starting on Sunday the evening. Oh, it's okay. Uh, the event is for Tuesday night next week. So it's, it's kind of a, a bad plug because I think today was also the cutoff for uh, registrations, but just for other brothers and their um, you know, in, inquiring minds, we're also opening this up to folks who are outside of Alberta or outside of Edmonton. So Canada wide. And what we're doing there is Obviously, you can't necessarily partake in the same beer and meat and cheeses, but we're making it available so you can come in um, for a small fee and, and sit in and listen to the, the talk that's given and all the rest. And if 
I, I think the fee, if anything, is just for an honorarium, essentially for for the gentleman who's who's putting this on. But um, yeah, so uh, I don't I don't foresee it taking too long next Tuesday evening. Um, we're going to start at about seven thirty. Uh, like we've done with the majority of our uh, our Zoom education or or get-togethers, um, and yeah, so supporting some local businesses from from a beer perspective and from a, a meat and cheese perspective. Yeah, yeah, because that's I think you know really what what the plug is for this this episode, so to speak. It's not so much your particular event, although I'm sure it'll be excellent. It's more plugging the idea of you know, a local Masonic Lodge, you know, doing something different, but also, you know, supporting a local business or businesses that will have been affected by COVID-19 um, and shutdowns and lockdowns and finding a way to support them. You know, I always try to emphasize, you know, Freemasons are, as much as we like to consider ourselves an insular kind of group, we really are a part of the community. And anytime we can support the community, uh, not just charitably, you know, so to speak, but but by supporting a business, things like that. I think that's always for the better. Indeed, um, I think that that you know what masonry in general is founded on is hope, faith, and charity. And I think that you know you instill hope in local businesses when you put your trust behind them. And you know, I, I guess you could look at it from a charitable perspective as well. Although you know, um, maybe not. In, not so much in other years, but especially uh, in this year, because, you know, at the end of the day, right now, seemingly the only thing that any of us can actually do is vote with our dollars. Yeah, and do you, um, you know, how, how much trouble was it? Or, you know, if anybody is, any Masons, any junior wardens watching this are thinking about trying to put one of these things on, was it difficult to organize? How did, how did the organization take place? Um, the organization, it, so it was, this event was actually supposed to happen in March, but the people who were originally going to host it, it kind of all came apart on. So from that perspective, um, you know, we, we weren't able to, we weren't able to host it originally, like we'd wanted to host it. And we had to kind of come up with some alternative plans and, uh, and this is, this was it. And this actually turns out, I, I'm going to say it's probably going to turn out better than they had originally planned it to turn out yeah well uh, you know adapt improvise and overcome as uh, one of the guests <laughs> said right yeah indeed and you, you mentioned it was um primarily kind of at the impetus of the junior warden who who got this started um, yes yes yeah, so so and because he was friends with the brewery owner did he just contact the worshipful master? Uh, like, how did it uh, go from there? Was everybody on board right away? Yeah, so typically, um, obviously, every lodge is a little bit different, right? Um, how our lodge works is we're very, um, we're like super open. Um, there's a lot of communication between the worshipful master and the, and the two other principal officers on a, I would almost say like a weekly basis. Um, I can't speak for the current worshipful master. I, I speak to him weekly about a, a bunch of issues, but I, I would assume that the junior and senior wardens both do as well. But there's a lot of latitude given. So our, our junior warden was able to put this all together um, 
pretty much build up the framework presented and say, hey, like good idea or bad idea. And really who's gonna get like the bad idea stamp on a beer, cheese and meat night. Like that's a, from, a, from an event perspective, it's a pretty good event. So the, you know, it went out, um, I would say probably towards the end of February is kind of when the initial uh, push internally uh, started to happen. And then with the, the first hosts falling through, um, I would say kind of by like late March, we were already chugging on with, uh, with the second host and we had a plan. We put the, uh, we put the whole, uh, uh, our, like our poster together and started to get it out there. In fairness, I wish it would have come out a little bit earlier um, but not my event. I'm just helping, right? So forgive me, toddlers. You know the the modern the the modern dad life. I think that uh, <laughs> all the brothers out there who are who are dads are probably experiencing something like this at some point in time in their day every day. Oh yeah, uh, they they all understand that's for sure. I also, you know, one thing I really like about this is. Um, your position, you, you are a Masonic education officer and, you know, you're involved in this event. I sometimes worry. And one thing I try to do with Square Encompass is I think we can have Masons. I mean, can have sometimes a very narrow view of what Masonic education is and what a Masonic event is. Um, you know, we've been lucky enough here in Windsor, you know, we had a guy come in and his Masonic education talk was making balloon animals, right? In this case, you know, learning about beer and cheeses and how they pair and all that, you know, that can be a type of Masonic education as well. Yeah, and you know, I, we, often, we often have conversations uh, very similar to that, like what truly is Masonic education? And while um, it's super enriching, you know, we just had a piece uh, by one of our members on, um, the volume of the sacred law. Now we're York Rate Lodge, so the volume of the sacred law is something that's not often spoken in a York Rate Lodge. So for some of our newer members that have never had an opportunity to get out and visit, and you know, that's, I don't think anybody's really physically been visiting in Canada over the last year. I, I think it's really interesting and, and enriching that we're getting, um, you know, like we're getting good quality education pieces to go to these guys but that said yeah i don't think that it solely has to come down to uh you know talks on masonic stuff we've had um we've had a lot of other talks through we we have um our lodge and our sister lodge have a philanthropic organization where we do a lot of charitable donations so we've had people come in from some women's shelters um skin cancer foundations a whole bunch of stuff like that and give talks um in regards to their i don't want to say plight but what their organization's aims and goals are and you know we've been in a, in a position where we've been able to you know funnel some money towards them through uh, kind of what we've got back from working casinos and whatnot so i would pretty much say that Anytime two or more Masons get together and talk about something other than, you know, like the weather or 
what happened today. I would almost say that that's Masonic education within itself, but it's sometimes the facilitation of that and, and getting everybody together and to listen and to learn and uh, contribute creatively is, uh, is difficult. Yeah, it, it can be difficult, which is why I think it's so wonderful uh, that you know, you're having a beer and cheese night and that you're, um, you know, you and your junior warden and worshipful master are kind of working together to make it to make it happen. And I certainly, you know, it's inspired me to to want to try something similar with my lodges uh, here in Windsor. And hopefully upon seeing this, uh, it'll inspire some other junior wardens and some other lodges to to try the same thing. If any brethren wanted to get in touch with with yourself or your lodge to get some ideas or to learn more about uh, your experience with the beer and cheese night, uh, throw a plug in. Who do they contact? Um, how do they find your lodge? All that stuff. Okay, uh, so currently they can contact myself or our junior warden. Let me get our, our brother junior warden's email address here so we can kind of cast it out to everybody. Um, so. Uh, Mike Toffin is our current sitting junior warden. Um, if anybody has direct questions for him in regards to this event in particular, um, you know, ideas on how to put it together, they can get a hold of him at mtoffin at treetime.ca. Um, I will, uh, I'll, I'll put that in a chat so um, everybody got, can kind I'll of see. In the description. Awesome. Perfect. So yeah, and then myself, uh, feel free to share my email address. Obviously, you've got that. Um, you know, I, I sat as junior warden in, oh goodness, 2015. Um, and we had, I think, at least one or two, um, one or two events. That's something that we always try to do is, is have a couple events a year. And we usually always try to have a woman or like a, a ladies night so the brethren can get their wives out because you know so often we as masons find ourselves to and from our lodge or going to visit other lodges and our our better halves uh get left at home so this is a usually it's a way to get them out we've done um we've done a couple of dinner theaters we had a uh a comedy night last year prior to all of this kind of commencing and it was like <laughs> I kind of felt bad for the guys because we sprung it on them like a day or two before like hey like you guys can tell some dirty jokes but you know there's going to be a lot of ladies present and some senior ladies so like we gotta you know be super respectful so it was interesting to see what they were able to do with that um and then we've done um in the past, we've done some tastings where we've got together with local uh, liquor stores that are set up and able to host um, tastings uh, in-house. And, you know, like, what a what an awesome way to, to taste some really, really, really expensive alcohol that, Missy, 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 that you're probably not ever going to get to buy a bottle of, like, three, four hundred dollars wow uh three four hundred dollar bottles of rum and whatnot it's okay kiddo that's all right um so you know i would <laughs> i would um i would implore any junior warden or any officers of the lodge for that matter to undertake um kind of outside the box thinking for this and, and while this isn't like a typical masonic education night um 
I think the real drive towards this is fellowship. And in a, in a time like we're in right now, I think that that's something that's very important. Um, while there's probably a lot of senior uh, members in a lot of lodges that haven't had a whole lot of interaction because of health reasons, and that's completely understandable. This is a night where everybody's going to get a chance to, you know, get together virtually, uh, raise a glass together, and, and hopefully have some laughs. And uh, we might as well give a quick shout out to uh, if there's any brethren watch this from Alberta, or maybe they can even deliver outside of province. The uh, the brewery that you guys are working with. Um, um, that that's a good one because they don't even have a website or anything right now. Um, well, in that case, uh, <laughs> what's your uh, let's go with this one. What's your favorite local Alberta beer? Let's give that as a plug. Ooh, okay, so my favorite Alberta beer um, is from a brewery in Turner Valley, Alberta. So it's south of Calgary in like the most picturesque, like rolling hills, looking into the mountains. It's a German brewmaster from Germany who's got like a PhD in, uh, I don't know, some bioscience, who just decided that he was going to make beer. And the, the brewery is called Far. It's uh, F-A-H-R. And they make, I don't know, like a handful of brews they've got a pilsner a heffy a hoppy heffy they usually come out with like a really good um oktoberfest brew and then they've got like a rattler for summer and whatnot but um yeah the craft beer scene here is it, it's it's getting kind of crazy and um there's a lot of there's a lot of different breweries fighting for your beer dollars every time you walk in the liquor store but the really nice thing is the local liquor stores are all supporting these guys as well and carrying their product. So it's not hard to like really search a lot of this stuff out. Awesome. Uh, you know, uh, one more time, I'll just recommend everybody watch this, whether you're a Mason or any organization you're involved with having to me virtually, uh, you know, take a page, take advice from our worshipful uh, brother, Chris Fearon and try this out in your own life or with your own, um, organization because everybody you know in Canada and Ontario now certainly is meeting virtually uh it can get pretty monotonous so having the chance to try something new and different uh such as this I think is great and thank you for taking the time I know you guys are swamped over there for talking about this because I definitely think it's something worthwhile that's something we should be as a crowd so thank you so much thanks so much for having me Cameron I really appreciate it